Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Wednesday, the 5th of October. All of the big major banks have announced they will pass on the latest interest rate increase in full. The RBA surprised many economists yesterday by increasing rates by just a quarter and not a half a percent. Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool joins us now with his analysis. Scott, good morning. It was a bit of a surprise just by a quarter, not a half a percent. Tash, good morning. It was a surprise, a welcome surprise for many mortgage holders, of course. Uh, unfortunately, it's still going up, so there's no relief there. But yeah, half of what was expected by the market. Most economists were expecting it. Even the bond market, and there are trillions of dollars in the bond market, uh, was forecasting an 80% chance of a half a percent rise. In the event, uh, the governor deciding, or the Reserve Bank board deciding, that they want to go a little bit slower, a little bit more cautiously uh, as they continue to raise rates on it. So we saw the Reserve Bank Governor Philip Lowe using the same language, quote, we'll do what is necessary to get inflation back to 2 and 3%. So is the RBA doing enough and can we expect more rates? Well, this is a fascinating question and it's fantastic because we know the last official quarterly inflation rate was 6.1%. Then in July, the monthly number was 7 Then in August, it was 6.8%. These are still really, really high numbers, more than double what the RBA wants to see. Now, at some point, you have to slow in advance of this, and they believe that getting across that hump will start to bring prices down. I hope they have done enough. I hope they haven't blinked in the face of... And look, there are always court cases for increasing faster and slower. Again, every mortgage holder listening is saying, thanks very much, but I'll, I'll take the lower rate. The challenge here is if they don't get inflation under control, there may will be a second round of tightening later. Now, we desperately hope that's not the case. Hopefully, what they're seeing in the data is that inflation is starting to slow and is on something of a downward trajectory. Fingers crossed. I'm not 100% convinced just yet. That being said, I'm not the RBA governor, so hopefully he's right and I'm wrong. And Scott, while it was a smaller than expected increase in the cash rate, it's still going to put a lot of pressure on a lot of people that have got big mortgages. It does. So if the average mortgage has $110 a month more, the average mortgage in Australia, about three quarters of a million dollars, um, that adds up to more than $1,000 since they started the increases uh, back six months or so ago. So this is huge, huge impost on the numbers. In part, I think what we're seeing actually is retail sales continuing to rise because plenty of people had savings coming into this out of the COVID, um, the worst of the COVID pandemic, the lockdowns and the government income support. So maybe the RBA is seeing more of an impact on our discretionary spending that's actually coming through on the data. But as you say, $1,000 a month extra for most people, that money doesn't just come from nowhere. It is going to be tough. The RBA has not done either, by the way. They've reduced the pace and the size of those increases, but unfortunately there are more to come. Scott, thanks so much. Thanks, Tash. To today's other news now, and Telstra and the NAB are the latest Australian companies to be dealing with a major data breach with thousands of staff members' personal details reportedly uploaded to the dark web. Thousands of former and current workers at both companies have had their names and email addresses leaked. A Telstra spokesperson says the company was not hacked, but a third party who was involved in offering a rewards program for staff. It comes as Optus finally handed over relevant data to Australian authorities after its hack. Minister Bill Shorten calling out the telco for its handling of the major breach. Optus senior management are kidding themselves if they want a medal for the way that they've uh, been communicating. The crocodile wouldn't swallow that. 
Less than 24 hours into the top job at the Essendon Football Club, new CEO Andrew Thorburn has resigned. It comes after Mr Thorburn was linked to a controversial church which has criticised homosexuality and abortion. Our reporter James Lake has the details from Melbourne. That's the accusation today, Tash. Thorburn was actually the chair of the church. And what makes the story interesting, though, is the most controversial comments being linked to the church were made during a sermon delivered in 2013, even before Thorburn was attending. He only started going to City on a Hill in 2014. The Bombers fan and Victorian Premier Dan Andrews has slammed the views, though, of the church. Those views are absolutely uh, appalling. I don't support those views. That kind of intolerance, that kind of hatred... Is- it's just wrong. Thorburn has released a statement saying he's being required to compromise beyond a level that his conscience allowed. The trial of Brittany Higgins' alleged rapist has started in the ACT Supreme Court with the former Liberal Party staffer set to take the stand today. Our reporter Michaela Savage has the details. Yeah, that's right. Bruce Lerman has pleaded not guilty to sexually assaulting former Liberal staffer Brittany Higgins back in March 2019. A 16-person jury, 10 women and 6 men, has been chosen, although ultimately the verdict will only be taken from 12 people. The judge saying the number of jurors has been increased to guard against the risk of losing jurors along the way. The judge has also told them to put any media coverage around the case out of their minds, warning them the evidence in the trial is not what they've read before or what they've seen on television. The trial is expected to run for up to six weeks. Convicted murderer Chris Dawson has lodged paperwork flagging his intention to appeal five weeks after he was found guilty of killing his wife, Lynette. The mother of two went missing from Sydney's northern beaches in 1982. Her body has never been found. Dawson is currently in jail awaiting his sentencing but continues to profess his innocence. Australia's Foreign Minister Penny Wong has strongly condemned North Korea's launch of a ballistic missile over Japan. Japanese officials say at least one missile fired from North Korea flew over the country yesterday and then landed in the Pacific Ocean. Authorities had to issue an alert to residents in Japan's northeast to evacuate and take shelter before retracting that warning. Our Foreign Minister has called the missile launch an unacceptable act and says Australia is gravely concerned by North Korea's actions urging the country to abandon its ballistic missile program. Back home now, and an emergency summit is being held in Canberra today in a bid to fix critical GP shortages. Doctors from across the country are meeting after a report found only 3% think current Medicare rebates are enough. President of the Royal Australian College of GPs, Karen Price, says doctors are leaving the profession in droves. GPs are leaving the profession from beginning, middle and end of their career. 70% of them, most of them, have said they really love their job. They're not leaving their job because they don't love it. They're leaving it because the workplace has become an unsustainable one and that's due to government inaction. And many parts of Australia are preparing to be hit with two severe weather systems over the next few days. We're set to see heavy rain from the top end down through to the east coast of the country with falls continuing in large parts of New South Wales and southern Queensland over the weekend. Senior forecaster Dean Narramore says there's also the risk of torrential rain across Victoria. Daily rainfall numbers, we could see widespread 20 to 40 millimetres with isolated falls of 50 to 100 millimetres possible, particularly through thunderstorms and through the elevated areas. Time for 
time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, as we reported earlier, the Bombers CEO has resigned after just one day in the top job. Exactly what background checks were done? Yes, good morning, Tash. That's a re- really good question. It must be the shortest reign for a club chief ever, gone after just one day, as you said, uh, which comes following revelations he's the chairman of a church with controversial views on abortion and homosexuality. President David Barham has defended the appointment and here's how he explained why he was appointed in the first place. It's difficult because in interview processes you're not allowed to ask about people's religious it's against the law. But what we did, as soon as we saw them, we acted. So we acted immediately this morning. I saw him first thing and we spent most of the day talking and he decided that was what he would do. Yeah, maybe he should have found out about some of those views before they appointed him rather than after. Now we're up to the second day, well the third day today of the trade period, but yesterday was a day two. The Blues secured experienced wingman Blake Akers. Uh, they handed Fremantle a future third round pick. They also gained a third rounder after former defender Liam Jones joined the Bulldogs. He spent a year out of the game due to his refusal to get vaccinated for COVID. While Dockers duo Griffin Logan Darcy Tucker are on their way to North Melbourne with a deal close to being finalised. And speaking of um, other deals that are close to being finalised, the AFL is close to uh, appointing a four-person panel to conduct that investigation into claims of racism at Hawthorne. And Alastair Clarkson is keen to take up his new role at North Melbourne by the start of November, despite the likelihood the investigation, Tash, will run for up to two months. And to the NRL, Brett, the Panthers coach is defending his players amid their wild premiership celebrations. Do you think the criticism was too much? Uh, Look, I think some of it is fair, but mind you, if you'd won back-to-back premierships, you're on the verge of a a dynasty. You can understand why they have celebrated the way they have, Uh, but certainly they're winning no fans outside of Penrith, and when they play uh, the Eels next year, that'll get them fired up, and I think they've put a target on their back. Now, Ivan Cleary has hit back at the critics, uh, of course, who've called their celebrations arrogant. Cleary telling Nine there's a level of jealousy involved. Part of it's just because we're winning and they're letting their hair down a little bit, so I'm not too worried about that. I also get that. It may not be everyone's cup of tea, and yeah, can't please everybody. And I don't think it's going to affect their celebrations too much. I don't reckon they'll slow down. And Brett, to cricket, an Aussie T20 captain, Aaron Finch, is welcoming the return of Tim Payne to top-tier cricket after the sexting scandal. Yeah, he's set to play his first first-class match in 18 months, lining up for Tassie against Queensland in the Sheffield Shield this week. Of course, forced to step down as Test captain in the wake of that uh, sexting scandal. Aaron Finch, who is, of course, the skipper of the T20 side, says his leadership will be valued. His experience back around the side with a squad that has got a few young players in, I think that the Tasmanian side will be better for that, and I think Australian cricket's better for having Tim involved in a playing capacity. Finch and the T20 side are in action against the West Indies tonight on the Gold Coast. Tash. Cannot wait. Thanks so much, Brett. You have a great day. You too. And young Australians are today being urged to slow down and take some time out to prioritise their mental health. It's Headspace Day, with letter stats showing rates of depression have more than doubled recently amongst Australian teenagers. The organisation's Natasha Marston says it's important to take a minute to check in. We're encouraging all young people to pause, reflect and connect, taking a moment to acknowledge how you're feeling and then take some small steps towards connecting with the people and the things that make you feel good and that you might have lost touch with over the last couple of years. 
Headspace is a mental health foundation that supports young Australians under the age of 25. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's morning agenda in your podcast feed from 7am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.